Welcome to the Annihilate It podcast, a nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset podcast created to inspire, motivate, and elevate listeners to be the best version of themselves. This podcast is for anyone looking to improve their health, expand their mind, and live life to its absolute fullest. I'm your host, Alex. Now let's get started. All right. Today on the podcast, I am welcoming Beck Medina back. She was just here a few weeks ago, but as always, we have so much to chat about. And so thank you, Beck, for being here today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yay. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Excited. I am good. I'm excited as well. So I'm happy to hear that. Um, I would love to chat with you about human design. It's something that I know very little about and I'm intrigued. I know that you're not necessarily an expert in it, but I know that you've done a lot of research on your own and implementing um, your research into your life and your practice. So today, if you don't mind, I would just really love to kind of dig deep into human design and we can just start with an explanation of what it is and what it means to you. Yes, of course. Um, So in case you don't know who I am, my name is Beck, as Alex mentioned just before, just (laughs) as we got started, but um, I'm a writer, content creator. I like to call myself an entertainer. I'm also a CEO. In human design, I am a 5-1 emotional manifester, which I will definitely talk more about as we go through this episode. But if you're unfamiliar with human design or if you're interested in learning more, human design is essentially, it's a system very similar to birth charts or astrology. If you're really into your natal chart and astrology, you're going to get kind of a similar vibe from human design, but it involves chakras more just as much as planet alignment. And I'll, I, I would even argue it probably focuses on chakras a little bit more. Um, it's based on the time, location, and the date that you were born, very similarly to your birth chart. Um, but what you're viewing when you look at your body graph, I don't know if anybody who is listening to the podcast wants to view their birth chart, or not the birth chart, view their human design chart simultaneously as they're listening to this episode. I feel like it would be really helpful for those who are interested. But if you look at your body graph as you are viewing your human design chart um, and you see all the different colored boxes, I think every website you go on is kind of different, but usually there's either like white and brown or red and white or, you know, like different color combinations. What you're looking at is your dominant and your non-dominant chakras, which you can also call defined and undefined. So dominant would equal defined and non-dominant would equal undefined. And a lot like your birth chart, depending on which chakras are dominant, that'll dictate how you should be living your life. And I also like to utilize human design to run my business, especially. Um, And knowing your chart and what chakras are more dominant and non-dominant will allow you to, in my opinion, it'll help your life and your business become way more effortless and much more fun. I don't know if Alex, if you have that same experience, but. um, I do. Yes. Um, So I'm going to, if you don't mind me interrupting really quick, it sounds like human design, um, a simple way of thinking about it is basically like a decision-making tool, right? Like kind of 
combining all of those elements that you talked about to essentially, I mean, live your best life really, right? Like kind of figure out where you're in alignment or maybe like out of alignment. Yes. I was just going to talk about misalignment and alignment. So your non-dominant chakras, um, it'll show you how you can become misaligned or how you might be making your life a little bit harder than it needs to be. Um, I'll talk about that in just a moment, but I did want to say there are five major types, uh, generator, manifesting generator, manifester, reflector, and projector. But within each type is like an infinite number of ways that your chart can be read. Um, that makes it very unique and personal to you. So there are five types, but there's not just like only five straight types. Like for example, the Myers-Briggs, I believe like there's many different types, but they're a little bit less complex where I feel like human design is a little bit more personalized and it becomes a little bit more complex and you can learn about as much or as little as you want. But I feel like the more in-depth I'm learning about myself and the more that I'm really trying to come to my own conclusions about how this all works for me, I found that it's making my life infinitely easier. That is really, really amazing to hear. Um, where where do you pull your information from? Is there a website for anybody who's listening where they could find their human design or like find out what their type is? Or is it kind of like go to Google? So I like to use my human design. Uh, if you just type in myhumandesign.com, it'll pull up right away on the front page. I believe it'll say discover your chart. You can click it and um, it's free to access your chart. You don't have to make an account or pay for anything unless you want to. Um, and for me, I look at, I like to use that as a reference point because it's so fast and you don't have to wait for an email or any signed into anything in order to view your chart. You can just do it at any time. I type in my info and like look at my chart multiple times <laughs> during the week um, on my human design, but if you want to go into further detail, I use Google and I just kind of find good websites that I feel the writer has um, not only writes in a way that I can like really understand it. I think some people have a tendency to write very complex sentences when it comes to like human design um, descriptions. And I'm like, oh, I don't I can't read that. <laughs> so like I just look for very simple but knowledgeable um blog posts or articles about whatever I'm specifically looking for. Um, initially, I learned my chart on Jovian Archive, um, but you have to make an account and in order to access your chart, I feel like it's just slightly more complex, um, slightly more complex way to log in and do your chart. But I do believe it gives you a little bit more information. So you, those are my two recommendations for anybody who's looking to look into their chart. And your chart wouldn't change from place to place, right? It would, like you said, maybe no. one of them includes more information, but it should be the exact same. It so it doesn't matter. The, okay. Yeah, it should cool. be the exact same. And um, unless you're putting, I, I would say unless you're putting in the wrong information by accident, like nothing should change. Okay, cool. That's what I thought because it takes like your birth time and like your birth date and stuff. So it's not yeah. like a quiz believe, that you're filling out based on what mood you're in. No, I don't believe anything changes since awesome. it's like those three core things. Sweet. I love that. I'm so eager to talk to you. I know that I keep kind of jumping in a little bit, but no, um, I would good. love to hear you keep talking about these chakras and kind of 
um, remind me what your design is and then what that means for your chakras that are like aligned versus misaligned. And then you can go into how you implement that in your life. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I'm a five, one emotional manifester. So what I was, what I will say is I'm kind of just giving a very brief, uh, overview, because if you were to look at your chart, you would see that there are just so many different like little tidbits about your yourself, essentially. So as a five, one emotional manifester, it means that my strongest sense is feeling, I feel very deeply in- and intensely. And coming back to decision making, I should be making major decisions in a neutral space, not when I'm feeling an emotional high or low. Um, it also means from my own personal experience, um, I've been experimenting with this a little bit more recently, but feelings are the way that I personally manifest. And I feel like I've been trying to utilize my human design and what I've learned of it to understand more about the way that I, and this is going to get a little woo woo, like how I interact with the universe basically. So I found that when I'm emotionally neutral and I'm coming from a very neutral place, what I want usually manifests a lot faster as opposed to when I'm experiencing an emotional high or low. I found that usually results in like an ideal manifestations popping up, which I think is really interesting because from what we know about manifestation, especially like you learn so much about how like you need to feel your feelings and feel how you would feel if you had what you want or like some manifesting mentors or teachers teach you like not to use your feelings at all or like you know it's kind of all over the place but I think the great thing about human design is that you can kind of view your chart and like learn a little bit more about your own personal style and kind of put together your own little roadmap for how you create your own life um so I have learned that my emotions play a big role but when it comes to me actually wanting to create my dream life. I've been learning a lot more that coming from a more neutral place and keeping my emotions in check has not in check necessarily, but not making any major decisions during those high periods or even, you know, like when I feel really, really good, like it's still not going to manifest my idea. Like I've had situations, I hope I'm not rambling too much. Um, Not at all. But I've had situations where I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel what it feels like to have what I want. And I'm feeling really good and absolutely nothing comes of it. So if anybody else has experienced that, I would definitely look at your chart and see if maybe there is another approach to how you should be living your life. Um, That being said, um, I know for manifestors as well as projectors, We don't have a defined sacral center, which is essentially your energy motor. So we get depleted pretty easily. And personally, I think this is where human design and business go hand in hand together. Um, Learning specifically how your energy runs or doesn't run is going to prevent you from burning out and being unsatisfied in your business. Um, So I think that knowing how your energy and me at least knowing how my energy works and how I not only manifest, but like how I should be making major decisions. That's like been a really big game changer for me. And I think that if you're going to learn anything about your human design, it should definitely be like, what's your primary sense or how you, how you get the most out of the world. And like, what is your energy like? 
This is so fascinating to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad you're afraid that I'm like talking way too much about it. No, I will say for anybody listening, I do think it's helpful if you pull up your chart or if you, um, yeah maybe re-listen to this episode with a chart in front of you. I just noticed on mine, I'm a five one. So I'm listening to you talk <gasps> about five one. Yeah. Oh and I'm like, gosh, Oh my gosh. I wanted, this to is talk about, I wanted to talk about being a five one next and what that's like. So this Yay, is gonna I, can't wait. You. I think we're going to have some major epiphany moments right now. Um, so being five one, what I've learned very recently, I, I never used to care about like the profiles like five slash one or four slash six, whatever. I didn't care about those in the past, but it actually has taught me a great deal about, especially as a five one, and I'll talk about it in a second, how interacting and how being around other people is important to our our human design and our bodies. So essentially people with a five one profile find fulfillment in working with others. And this may not necessarily mean that you're actually working with other people on projects, but using myself as an example, I'm an entertainer. I love social media. I love posting to stories. Like I may not necessarily get paid to post to stories, but it brings me so much joy. And if I could spend my whole day on social media, just like entertaining people, like I could do it. If I got paid like thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars to post to a story, I would do it <laughs> I would, in, a, in, a, in a heartbeat. It brings me so much joy. But as an entertainer, I need an audience. Like I am not fulfilled if I'm just posting to stories to nobody at all. Um, I, and I've noticed that when I'm, if like I have a month where maybe there aren't a lot of people who are buying my books or I feel like a book isn't being responded to, or if I feel like my profile or story views or whatever on social media are very low. I used to think that it was because I was like fame hungry and I was focusing on all of the wrong things, but that's not the case at all. Being five one and needing other people to feel fulfilled, especially as an entertainer, like I really thrive knowing that there are people watching and responding to me and having an emotional reaction to hopefully positive um, to what I'm posting and my message. So all of that stuff bothers me, because, not because I'm fame hungry or because I'm superficial, but because my purpose in life is to have my message viewed by the masses. And I think understanding that so much more has really changed my perspective of like how not only I view myself, but how I'm supposed to function in the world. Um, and on a personal level, it really has made sense why I do enjoy my alone time, but I don't like being alone for too long. Um, Not to get dark, but like if I'm experiencing loneliness for too long, I really start to feel like life is meaningless. and like, why am I here? Um, So it is important for me to be around people, even if I'm not talking to them, just like knowing other people who I care about are around is really beneficial to me. Okay. Okay. So do the numbers mean anything like the order that they're in? Is that important? Do you know? Or did you just find this by like researching? I researched my own and I'll be honest, I haven't looked into the others as well um, or as in depth in a way that I could explain it. But I do think that um, 
because there are other areas of human design where like just the switching around of numbers completely changes it. I would say probably, I don't know if there's like one, five profiles, but um, I know there's like four, six or uh, that that's actually the only one that I know <laughs> uh, with certainty, but I would say that it, it is possible that um, just even splitting or like changing things around could possibly change your chart. Um, that's so interesting to me. And I definitely resonated with what you said about like, not just wanting to create a story and keep it to yourself. Right. But like wanting an audience for that, wanting to be able to share that story. Um, I'm curious, I'm, I've got my chart pulled up and I actually have two different sites. Um, like you said, one of the sites has a lot more information than the other one. And so mm-hmm. I just, I notice on mine, it says that five, one is the challenge solver. Yeah. Definitely um, what I know about you. You are like a problem solver for sure. You, do you think so? I was wondering, I was like, I don't know if that's who I am, but maybe if that's how people perceive me, then it's probably right. Well, and what it sounds like to me is maybe it's not, you know, problem solving like for the world and for other people, but you absolutely have that growth mindset for yourself. And I've noticed that in the years that I've known you, right? Where even if you have, like you said, a slower business month or slower sales or something, like you don't just all of a sudden give up and completely change the trajectory of your life. You sit down and marinate with that and reflect on it and then Mm -hmm. do something different. You know what I mean? So I definitely see you as um, like a problem solver. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at another site that it did not describe it as the challenge solver, which I'm looking at my chart. That's what it says. And I saw that on other sites, but there was one that referred to the five, one profile as a researcher. And I feel like that describes Mm. very well. Like you seem like someone like very hungry for knowledge and wanting to learn as much as you possibly can. So I feel like that makes a lot of sense. I definitely resonate with that. Definitely. <laughs> this morning I was talking to my husband and I was like, wow, sometimes I like have to find that balance between just like learning and knowing everything because I'm just nonstop researching, but yeah. then being able to like actually put that into words that other people understand and share that information and apply yeah. the knowledge, right? My issue, and I definitely was on a website that said I should not be doing this. I tend to go down a rabbit hole where I want to learn things about topics that in no way are beneficial to me. Um, Like, I don't know how many times I've been on Wikipedia, just learning about movies or like TV shows. (laughs) I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm like, it's three o'clock in the morning. Why am I reading about married with children? (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't need to know like the audience reception and like the controversy that happened on set. Like, why am I so eager to learn this stuff um but um I'm curious do you have a split definition or a single definition mine says single definition there is easy flow in your chart I don't really know what that means but then on Uh, another one it says definition independent mm, so what I'll describe I I was looking into this before our session I'm a split definition um which from my understanding also incorporates other people. So you find fulfillment. So while you may need other people to fulfill your purpose, like in life, um, you do find fulfillment with just by yourself alone. Like you don't feel like you need other people in order to center yourself. Um, you can meditate, um, 
and do things on your own. And that will bring you peace from, from my understanding or it'll bring you into alignment. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Very accurate. I, I have a hard time. Like I can't, like when I meditate or I do things on my own, I feel like it's not doing anything. And, but when I take it to like Instagram, for example, and I write out what I'm going through with the intention of like, maybe this will help other people. Like I always feel so much better afterwards. So I'm learning a lot about myself just with us having this conversation. I know this is amazing. I'm so glad we're talking about it. Yeah. I'm glad we pulled up our charts so we can really look at it. Um, I'm curious to know too, because I want to talk a little bit about this. If it's okay, if we talk about manifestation a bit more, because the more that I'm putting this into practice, I'm like finding this really fun formula for myself. That's really helping me manifest things um, and really bringing my dream life into a reality. Absolutely. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, Okay. So I would love to know what is your um, head center like like, at the top? Um, Are you open or are you defined? Open means it's not colored in, correct? Yes. So I am open. Okay. Mine is open too, which this is going to really benefit you. If um, you're unfamiliar with um, what an open head center represents or crown center. Um, So as an open head center, what I found, and I'll discuss the pros and cons because I think they kind of go hand in hand with an open head center. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I found that I always end up taking in other people's opinions and thoughts and beliefs about the world or even about me. And I kind of take them as fact because when you have an open crown center, you kind of don't really have that ability to close off other people's thoughts. Like your, your brain is kind of not your brain, but like your mind is kind of just open to all of this, all of this other energy. Um, so I find like when people get judgmental of me or they say something negative about me or the world, like I always kind of have to like question, like, is this what I really feel or is this what other people feel? And I feel like I really take in like other people's energy, like, and, um, I think having an open head center really plays a big role, but the benefit of having an open head center. So you might absorb other people's beliefs um, in a negative way. And you may have to discern for yourself whether or not you want to believe it, or if that's something that you even want to accept into um, accept into your subconscious mind or, um, but the, um, the benefit of having an open head center is you can really hack and use it to your advantage and reprogram your subconscious mind um, by utilizing, like for me, I like to use affirmation videos. Um, I listen to them in my sleep or during downtime and it's completely changed my life. Um, I'm kind of like taking this negative of like absorbing other people's beliefs and turning it into a positive by taking affirmation videos that will completely rewire my, my brain. And I'm listening to you are affirmations. So I'm listening to a narrator who's basically saying, you are at peace. You are special. Like, you know, like, it's just like, kind of like those narration set to music and they're just reading off a list of affirmations I've been utilizing that and it's completely changed my life it works because I have an open head center um and having an open crown center also means that 
this isn't confirmed, but it's my own personal experience. You have this direct access to the universe where you can just kind of like decide that you want something. And the un I've, I believe the universe can hear it and respond to it because there's nothing like, and you can accept ideas from the universe as well. I think a lot of creative people tend to have an open head center. So you have this access to infinite ideas, but you can also send out what you want out into the world. And I, I believe that the universe can like, it gets to the universe much faster because of that undefined um, crown. You can just get that information out a lot faster. So if you have an undefined crown center, I would really use it to your advantage, whether you need it to um, rewire your mind and um, utilize like tapes, affirmation tapes, or like record your own and, um, you know, like just utilizing it in that way, like that's beneficial, but also like really carrying yourself with this knowing that like whatever I'm thinking, it can easily be accessed by the universe. So definitely keeping your thoughts more in check and positive and focused toward what you want to create. That is really fascinating to me. Ooh, I'm so interested in this. Yeah, no, and I'm proof of it. Like I've been listening to affirmation videos for a while and it's complete, like it, it it's completely changed me. Like my confidence and self-esteem are through the roof because I've been listening to like self-love, self-esteem, um, success, affirmations. I've been listening to like this 21 day transformation, positive mind, um, with affirmations that I'll send you the link if you want to include it in the show notes or yes, you're please like, in it. But it the intention is you listen to it for 21 days in your sleep or not, whenever you want to. And it's supposed to completely like transform like multiple areas of your life. And I'm really feeling um, like I don't even have to consciously manifest things anymore or deliberately manifest things anymore because I'm in such a peaceful, neutral place that being that I'm an emotional manifester, now things are just kind of like popping up in my reality that I'm like, okay, I decide I want this thing and I'm going to get clear on it. And then I just don't think about it. And because I'm in such a neutral place, thanks to these affirmation videos, like my life is just becoming infinitely like easier. And I think if you're struggling trying to create your dream life, you should really look into like, what is like, look into your chart and see what's open and what's defined and really to try to take advantage of the open, the open centers just as much as the defined centers. I, um, I, I'm resonating with what you're saying. So obviously it's because I'm open and I definitely, I like how you're kind of subconsciously using these affirmations. Well, you are consciously using these affirmations to subconsciously like change what you're thinking you know what I mean so like you said that way you're just in a state of neutrality and then everything that you're envisioning and manifesting is coming to you much easier because you've allowed yourself to sort of let go of other people's opinions or just accept that that energy might impact you but you mm -hmm. you're like re rewiring it with with those affirmations and I think that's so fascinating yeah. um I would love to, if you have any information, um, to dive into like what a closed chakra would represent, or if you have any of those on your chart, how you uh, perceive that. Yeah. And, and implement um, that. I have so many, like most of my, my, uh, chakras are closed. Um, okay. so 
have to look up which specifically which chakras they are but I'll tell you that my my head center my sacral center and I think it's my I think it's my spleen but I could be wrong oh it's my ego my ego center are all open um and you can look, view those as your non-dominant chakras. So for example, because I have a closed heart center, um, what do you, what does your heart center look like? Is it closed or is it undefined? I or think it's um, closed. They're not labeled on mine. So I kind of have a tough time knowing which one's which. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what yeah. say what I'll say is, you know, for example, the sacral center, which I know for sure, um, projectors also have an undefined sacral center. Um, it's open, which means we don't generate our own energy and the heart center, for example, and I'm going to tie these two together. So you guys, so that, you know, listeners can kind of get an idea of like what a dominant versus non-dominant center is and how you can use it to your benefit, or you can see where, Things are not necessarily as they as they seem. If, maybe that's that's the best way that I can explain it. But for example, I have an open I have an open sacral center, which means I can't generate my own energy. Like once my energy is depleted, it's done. And um, my heart center, for example, or actually, let me talk about the um, the head center because my head center is open. It means that I have all of these ideas. I have access to all of these ideas all the time and I can't shut my brain off. So you can kind of see how there's like a pro and a con to having a dominant and a non-dominant um, chakra. Because if you have an open chakra, then, you know, if you have an open sacral, then yeah, you may not necessarily be able to generate your own energy, but that means that you have a lot of like you're almost like encouraged to rest more and utilizing rest to not only replenish yourself, but to also make yourself available to more ideas and more um, and to utilize your creativity in a much better manner. So an open center doesn't necessarily mean that it's negative or it being non-dominant doesn't necessarily mean that it's negative. It just means that you have to once again, hack it in a way that it works for you and your business or life, whichever one you want to utilize human design more for or both. But as for the open head center, yes, you have to deal with the judgment of other people or the opinions of other people. And you have to be really cautious about what's really going on, what like beliefs you're really absorbing if they're your own or if they're others, other people's, but you do have that unlimited access to ideas, which I think as a creative person is just so beneficial. So there's a pro and con to everything. Um, I would say that having a closed heart center, um, which is what I have, it does make things a little bit harder because you don't have access to, um, like you just don't really know what worthiness is. And I'll be honest, I'm still trying to figure out like what are the benefits of having a closed heart center? Maybe I'm more on guard and recept less receptive um, to like just to letting people take advantage of me or something. Um, I'm still trying to figure that one out. But I think that the more that you study, it's in, it's to your advantage to study 
all the chakras and to compare like, okay, which ones are closed, which ones are undefined and what are the pros and cons of everything? Yeah. And I think the really important lesson there too, is to not judge those pros or cons, right? To not judge if it's open or closed or defined or undefined or um, the leading main one or something, because it really, you know, maybe as you say, the pros just come from your response to, hey, this is closed for me. So here's what I can do to mitigate this or to reverse it a little bit or just be aware of it. So it's not like running my entire life in a way I don't want it to. I think that's so fascinating. Yeah. So it's not even like right or wrong. It's just, Hey, here's some information laid out for you. And now you get to decide what to do with that information and how to let it impact or not impact your life. Right. Exactly. And I used to think that having an open sacral center and not being able to generate my own energy was a disadvantage because you have people like generators who their motor is constantly running. They have to actually stop themselves from doing too much work. Um, But even if they kept going, like they can work 16 hours straight and like they still have the energy. And I used to see that as a disadvantage because I was for so long playing into the idea that productivity equals busy, busy, busy. But I found that the more that I allow myself to rest, and even though it's really hard, um, the more I allow myself to like work less, it actually allows me to be more, it allows me, it teach, it has taught me how to use my time more wisely. And if I'm only capable of doing like two to three major things a day before my energy is just maxed out and done, done with, then I can better understand like what's important and what actually needs to get worked on. So, you know, those journals where, or, you know, like productivity hacks where you're like picking your three most important tasks or whatever for someone with an undefined sacral center, I would say like definitely utilize that and really think about what is important and what's not important and focus at least every single day. It doesn't have to be structured in any way, but focusing every day on like, okay, what is the most important thing I could be doing? What's the second most important? And like, what can I let go of? Because I know I'm not going to have the energy capacity to work on this stuff. That is such a great tip. All right. So I really love how you have kind of used human design and the, the chakras to come up with these tips for yourselves, right? So you're like analyzing if this is open or closed, here's what that means. Here's a positive or maybe even a negative associated with it. And here's something I can do in response to that, to really set it up um, in the best way possible is the only phrase that I can think of, but to make all this knowledge work for you, right? So do you have any other tips or tricks when you look at your chart that you um, use or things that you kind of implement into either your personal life or your business structure to make sure that you're honoring your human design and making decisions that are in alignment? Yeah, you know, there's there's two things. Um, what I want to say is because I haven't really talked about my business personally. Um, and, you know, Alex, you know a lot about my business from what I, I share it a lot on social media, but 
you know, for those who don't know, I do work from home. I do a lot of different things from writing to creating content on social media. I have my own podcast and I do a lot of different things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm busy working on every project every single day. Um, because of my open head center, I believe that's my assumption because of my open head center, I am just constantly thinking up ideas and things are just constantly running through my mind of like all these ways that I could be doing things, all these things that I could be doing. But ultimately, because of my undefined sacral and just not having a lot of energy, I really keep my business unstructured. Um, we didn't really talk about it and I don't want to spend a lot of time like diving into something else, but, um, if you look at your human design chart and for those who are listening, who are looking at their chart or have their chart pulled up, all of my arrows that are by my head that on the outside of my body, all of them are pointed to the right. Um, I won't dive into every little piece of like the meaning behind all of that is, but ultimately it means that I function better on an unstructured schedule. And when I'm manifesting too, I should be really open and available to what the universe has to offer for me. And I like to utilize that not only in my personal life, like manifesting stuff, but in my business as well, I keep my schedule unstructured. Uh, if I want to work one day, if I have the energy to like work on things, I'll definitely do it. If I'm feeling really like, oh, this isn't ready to come out yet. Like, for example, I have a story that's a serial novel that I'm posting. My goal is to post weekly on Kindle Vela. This is the perfect example, actually. Um, I don't have a structured, like I don't have a day of the week that I post. I would love to just to keep people like engaged in knowing like, oh, every Monday this is going to drop. But I'm really not in control of my energy and my ideas and like when the ideas pop up and, you know, I feel ready for the, the story or the chat, the episode of the week to be available. Um, so I really have to just stay open and trust that, okay, the idea is going to come just because I can't think of anything right now. It doesn't mean I have writer's block. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It just means that I have not lived the experience of what this chapter needs, if that makes sense. Um, there might be something that I watch on TV or watch on YouTube or a song lyric that I hear or something that I witness in my own life that becomes the bouncing point of like, okay, now I know exactly what I need. This Now I know exactly what this chapter needs. Now I can write it. Um, I really utilized that when I wrote my last novel. And there were periods of time where like, I wouldn't write for like weeks or days. And I really had to trust that like the ideas will come when they come and it'll get done. Um, and I'm teaching myself how to like not even prepare release dates in advance because a big mistake that I made with this last book and it's a learning experience of course but a big mistake that I made was that I set a release date because I kept putting it off and I didn't want people to wait any longer but, but when that release date came I was feeling so drained and I really shouldn't have been working on it at the time um, so now moving forward I'm keeping dates open and really just allowing myself to feel into like, okay, when is it time to announce a release date? 
when is it time to release this chapter? When is it time to release this podcast episode? So if you go on my account, my Instagram account, my Instagram account, for example, and you like see everything that I'm doing, you would probably be like, why is this chick not posting a podcast episode? Isn't she a podcast host? Why is she not uploading a new story? Isn't she like right working on something that she's posting weekly? Like, you'll see that I live very unstructured and I run my business very unstructured, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not constantly thinking about the next thing, or that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not writing. It just means that it's just not ready to come out yet. And I've really had to become comfortable with maybe the outside world views me as lazy, unproductive, like what is this girl doing with her life? But I have to really keep my head focused on like, okay, this is just how I operate. This is how I'm supposed to be operating based on my chart. And it works for me. I just have to accept that for myself. I am so glad that you included that. I was going to ask, you know, what about if you have like in contrast, if you're publishing a book and you have a deadline that you have to reach, but I do think one beautiful thing that is so, so, so important to um, your entire life is that you run your own businesses. So since you are the boss, you don't really, maybe you don't (laughs) deal with those deadlines because you get to set them yourself, as you said. So since you get to, um, follow your ebbs and flows and your creative energy it allows you to produce stellar content when it's right for you and like you said that doesn't mean you're not working or you're lazy or anything but it also removes that pressure and barrier of like working for somebody else or releasing something under somebody else's you know palm and like having to do things their way so I think that's very beautiful and makes you a badass yeah um And what I will say is that there are going to be times when you can't necessarily, like not everybody who shares a chart similar to mine is going to want to work for themselves. It is, you know, I made a course about this on Instagram. I'm going to do a podcast episode on this, but it is really risky and it's, you know, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur and like do all of what I do. Like I acknowledge And I used to be afraid to share my journey just because I feel like, you know, there aren't a lot of people who are doing what I'm doing. Like, does it, is it going to make people angry if I talk about like what it's like to run a business and, you know, the fact that I quit my jobs to spend essentially two years building my whole career. Like things are just finally taking off where I am finally earning it took two years and you know to some extent even longer if you think about the years that I put in while I was working jobs um it's you know it took a really long time for things to really take off and I was like do people who aren't interested in that really want to hear how some girl took two years off from like working a stable job to you know pursue this stuff but I'm learning that the more that I talk about it the better I feel and the more I'm able to organize my own thoughts about it and feel really proud of myself. And I also feel like I'm like serving my purpose because I'm sharing it with the world and an audience is reading it or learning more about what I'm doing. But um, just because I, you know, just because I do my own, like just because I run my own business, that doesn't mean that I'm always going to be in a position to be the leader. And it doesn't mean that there are people who necessarily want to be the leader in the same way that I am, if that makes sense. Like maybe you are a a manifester and 
you know, maybe we share similar qualities in our chart, but you just want to be a team leader at your company and you want to work with people and you really thrive in that environment. I personally don't think I thrive in that kind of environment. It's too, it's too, uh, stressful and draining to work with other people in that capacity for me, but there are people who can handle it and who want to do it. And I think that I just want to like, kind of put it out there that there are ways to navigate working with others and meeting deadlines. You just have to decide what it is that you really want and like do it in your own way and not be afraid to put it into practice. Even if you, if it, fails or if it's a total success like great but you know just not being afraid to like figure out what your chart is and how it works for what you you want out of life Mm -hmm. and I think the best part of it the the greatest part about you talking about your experience and sharing it on social media and whatnot is it just shows other people what's possible right Mm -hmm. there's no judgment from Beck or I one way or the other if somebody wants to work a corporate job or be a CEO an entrepreneur I hate that word um but (laughs) you know whatever like there's no right or wrong it just really is about finding that path that aligns with who you are and knowing that there are options. So if you are unhappy in a corporate career, or if you have, you know, a dream to publish a book, you don't have to go through a big publishing company um, that doesn't have to stop you from living your dream, right? And you are like living proof of that because you are sure. your own publishing company, you run multiple businesses and you are doing all of this stuff. And in talking about it, you know, I definitely don't ever get a feeling from you where you're like, oh, everybody has to do this just like me. But really you're just like opening up. You're just like, hey, here's what else is available to you. Here's what else is possible. And I just always think that's really wonderful. That's good to hear because I've been feeling more like, I've been in the in the energy of like, I really want to share more about my own personal experiences um, just because it, it feels really good to just, I don't know if people like to read them, but I sure like to like write very long winded lengthy posts um, in my stories and post to them. Um, So if people like them, then that is what I do. And you can follow me. (laughs) And you definitely should follow Beck. I'm biased, but I love her content. Why I have her on the podcast. Um, All right, Beck, I have loved our conversation today. Is there anything else about human design and or how you implement it that you want to talk about or any other tips or anything you want to throw out for the listeners? I mean, before we go, if there's anything that you want to share, because I feel like we didn't really get to talk about like your chart. And I would love to know if you have anything that you would like to add or anything contrast, you know, being a projector. Um, sure. So probably nothing huge to add or contrast. Um, just so the audience knows I have, I, I took this twice. So the first one I used was human design mm-hmm. And then the second one I did was myhumandesign.com. So those are the two that I'm comparing. And the second one, myhumandesign.com. I think that's the one you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That one has more information on it. So I'm just going to look at that one right now. Um, I am a projector and I have really only looked into anything on my charts. Like I also don't know everything about all of them or anything, but I'm a projector and it says that I am a seer. So I'm a person who can see a better, more efficient or upgraded approach to a specific thing and are here to share that with others. That's cool. (laughs) Now being a coach, I'm like, you know what? (laughs) That resonates. (laughs) 
So that's interesting. Um, my strategy, and this one is maybe the most fascinating piece to me. My strategy is waiting for the invitation. It's um, not that I am not confident in the information that I have to share, but apparently according to my chart, it is just better for me. I like to be invited to share that information. So I thought that that was always really interesting because I'm like, yeah, I do notice sometimes I want to get on my stories and like teach, but there's always a voice in the back of my head. That's just like, Hey, did somebody ask you for this information? Or are you just like talking for no reason? (laughs) Is that the reason why you ask a lot of like opinion on like what people want to learn more about from you? Uh, Just Yes. Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. And, um, the other thing on here that's interesting to me is my authority, like the way I make decisions is self-projected. And it says you get clarity on how you feel by bouncing your thoughts off other people. And just ask my husband, that is a thousand percent true. That man listens to every thought basically that comes in my head. And sometimes he's like, Hey babe, why don't you go just like write it out or take a deep breath and just like not think for a second because my mind is always going but he's so supportive he's my rock and he he listens to everything like he helps me think of all of those decisions out loud and so I find that really fascinating like totally resonates yeah that's well I love hearing about other people's charts and yeah my not self theme so I think this one's really interesting too is it's the telltale feeling that happens when you are not living your design I'd love to hear yours in just a second but mine is bitterness oh that is a thousand percent true like I am not quick to anger and when I experience anger it does not last long or reside in my body but bitterness a thousand percent um the last I I can actually think of multiple jobs that I was in where I could feel that change where the job was no longer serving me and I was no longer happy. And before I could remove myself from the situation and figure out what was next in life, like bitterness set in a thousand percent. And I was like, what's your um, not self theme? Mine is anger. That is hell. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if you're angry, then like, that not that we can't feel these feelings, right? That's not what I'm saying. Like absolutely feel feelings as they arise. But for you, if anger arises, then that's probably a sign that there's misalignment there, right? Yeah, for sure. Either from what I've learned about my charts, because I'm an informer, like my strategy is to inform and tell people Mm. necessarily asking for permission, but I need to tell people what I'm doing. So if you ever see me like on social media, for example, being like, Hey guys, I'm going to take the weekend off. Um, I love you. I'll see you on Friday or whatever. It's not that I'm like, I don't need to tell people necessarily, but it's kind of like letting people know like, Hey, I'm going to be gone for the weekend. I, you know, it's kind of like just letting people know where my energy is at or like what I'm vibing with. And like, if I don't respond to your messages, it's nothing personal. Like it's my job to do that. And I feel like people really respond better. Like there might be some people who are like, wait, why is she doing that? But um, there are some people who get it. Um, yeah. And you're just like you said, you're just informing, right? Yeah. And so when I get angry, I have to ask myself, like, whether it's in my personal life, like interactions with my loved ones, um, you know, my mom and I are, we live together. So there's a lot of interaction between us. And when I find myself getting angry, I'm like, what is going on? And like, how can I inform her? 
how I'm feeling or like set setting like those boundaries, like those healthy boundaries with her. Like, how can I do that in order to alleviate the anger? Because she is a manifesting generator and her not self theme is frustration. So I'm over here getting angry and she's getting frustrated. And, you know, like it can get kind of ugly if you're not telling people what's going on or like what you plan to do. Um, yeah. So uh, if I'm not informing people, I get very, very angry. And I don't want to say it's my own fault, but I've found that if I inform people ahead of time, there's really like there's no room for the anger. Mm, that's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. I love this stuff. It's so fascinating to me. And now I'm like, oh, I've got to pull up my husband's chart. Like I've got to compare my chart to everybody in uh, my life I so we can all get along. <laughs> I did that too. Um, I've also done it with my, my cats. Um, and I, it's, I don't think that everything about like, if you do it for your pets and you right. know, that, I don't think that everything about the chart is helpful, but it does kind of like help you understand like where your pet is coming from in a way. Like my cats have the same, uh, like solar plexus. I think they're manifesting generators. My four kittens that were born, um, like I know their birth time and stuff. Um, and like their uh, strongest sense is touch. So I understand like if they're like messing with stuff, I'm like, oh, it's because that's your strongest sense. <laughs> like, I don't wow. know like, that specific and like look up your pet's um, chart properties. But I think it can be helpful to learn about the people in your life and uh, help them help you to understand them better. Yeah. My husband has all open or like not colored in chakras. Yeah. He's a reflector and yeah. his um, inner authority, like how he makes decisions is wait a lunar cycle. And that is so oh true. Like he absolutely, yeah. if he has a big decision to make, like me, I am like, no, I'm making this decision, whatever that takes. However, I need to like work my energy, but he's like, oh, I'm going to wait a month and not even think about it. And then, <laughs> then he'll have an answer. Yeah, that's I, the great thing about, and maybe you feel this way about being a projector. The great thing about being a manifester is that I don't have to ask anybody or I don't have to wait for anything. I can just do it. Like, I can't imagine having to wait 30 days. Like I can see how it could work for other people, but like just knowing my chart, I'm just like, wow, that's crazy that we're all like that different, that it contrasts in that major way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I know that with these, um, the sites that offer this, it's free to get your um, chart, like Beck said at the beginning of this. So you can just, anybody can look up their chart for free, but most sites have like a blueprint option and that's where the author or creator is going to sell you your blueprint book and like describe all of this in detail. And I'll be honest, one of these people offers them, she charges like $90, which is a lot, but it's like a 60 page, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Really in depth what all of this means. And I have, I have not purchased anything, but after this conversation, I definitely, like you said, want to like look up more people's charts in my life and just do my own research. Not that I, I need to know about anybody else or like fix them or anything, but I just think it's so interesting how we're all very different and how this kind of helps us all interact and see the um, world and whatnot. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I've never bought um, any charts or I've never bought anything to learn more, but I I mean, if it's 60 pages and it feels worth it to you, um, I mean, definitely. Um, 
I just Google. Um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Too. <laughs> Probably what I'll continue to do. I don't know that I need to spend the money on it, but there's always that option for anyone who's interested. If you do want like a very deep dive into your personal chart and what all the arrows, numbers and symbols and stuff mean. So, yes. Um, and I'm, you know, obviously there's way more that we could be talking about. Oh, yeah. Save this for another episode. But I mean, I, that was what we discussed was pretty much what I prepared and wanted to share. I think that is perfect. I think that's a great place for us to um, end this for today. I think it's been, well, I have found it fascinating. I hope listeners have too. And if anybody's interested in finding out more about their human design, I'll link some of the pages that we talked about. Um, but before I let you go really quick, Beck, uh, remind me and the audience where everybody can find you online um, and look at all your stuff. Yes. Um, so you guys can find me. My Instagram account is the best place um, at Beck Medina. Uh, from there, you'll find links. And I'm always posting about all the things that I'm doing. The major thing that I'm doing right now is I'm posting a serial novel called Phantom Hearts, which you can read on Kindle Vela. Like I said, you can go to my Instagram account and the link in my bio will direct you to everything I do as well as uh, reading uh phantom hearts so um looking forward to connecting with you guys if you guys do decide to give me a follow yay awesome thank you so much beck i hope yeah. you have a great rest of your day and an awesome awesome weekend and i'm sure we will talk again very soon yes yes thank you for having me of course have a good one Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Annihilated Podcast. If you liked this episode, please be sure to comment, leave a review, and share it with your friends, or even consider making a small donation. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out. Now go out there and annihilate it.